0: The first question to ask is What is the condition? What needs to happen before I can request to be treated? The principal condition is that the claimant
1: believes
0: that there is no defense to escape, and that is, the order of course, what I will want of these separate orders.
2: Welcome to the Fit and Proper Podcast. Your host, K.U. Kemi Ubi, and co host, David Akindolire.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome for another episode of the week on the podcast. If this is your first time joining us, it's nice to have you. I'm your host, K.U. Kemi, and I am back with David. David has been gone for a long time. David, how are you?
0: Hey, hello, K.U. Kemi. Yeah, so I'm happy to be back. It is true that I've been gone for a go, while, uh, but I'm happy to be back yeah, and talking about civil litigation. So let's let's get to it. Okay. So today
1: we're talking about summary judgment procedure. So since like we're diving right into it, can you give us a brief overview?
0: Okay. Um the summary judgment is like a name in yeah, so it's a summary. Um but what it means in effect is, is that the uh, matter before the court will be heard expeditiously. The witnesses will not be called. Um, these witnesses will not be examined. There will be no subpoena of these witnesses. There will be no objection, my Lord. And all the court will do is determine whether to give judgment from the look of the original processes. So the court will look at these processes and decide should we give summary judgment or not. Uh, it will look at the affidavit and the written address too and decide. Uh, so there will be no need to call witnesses. So it's expedited. It is quick judgment. From ordinary processes straight to judgment. Okay, so yeah. what is the
1: principle guiding the idea of general
0: judgment? Well, I suppose that it is for specific matters. Uh, there is no need for the court to go through the entire rigor of litigation. So, the specific matters uh, that I will get to later on, uh, matters for instance, where the, the plaintiff, uh, the claimant, believes that the defendant has no defense. So the defendant has uh, no defence, then why should the matter continue? The court can just give judgment forward and everybody can go their separate. So I believe that is the rationale, yeah. it's save time, save the time of the court, save expenses of the litigants, and so on and so forth. Yeah.
1: Okay. So are there types of summary judgments?
0: Oh yes, yes, of course. Of course there are types of summary judgments. In fact there are six types of summary judgment. Yeah, but um for NLS purposes we focused on about two of them, but I can I can read through the six uh, very quickly. Um, there is a summary judgment under the undefended list, that is under Order 35 of the Abuja High Court rules. So I'm going to be making a lot of reference to the High Court rules of Abuja and Lagos State. Yeah, so then, second, there's a summary judgment order under 11 of the Abuja rules and Order 13 of the Lagos rules. There is a summary judgment on admission of facts. That is order 20 of the Abuja rules, order 21 of the Lagos rules. There is some judgment on application for account. That is order 12 of the Abuja rules and order 14 of the legal rules. There is some judgment for possession of landed property <laughs> occupied by squatters. So that is order <laughs> or, or 60 of the Abuja rules and order 57 of the Lagos rules. And finally, there is consent judgment. So, but like I said earlier, only two of them were actually like Discourse. I think only two of them are actually examinable, and that is some judgments under the undefended list and some judgments under Order 11 of the official rules and Order 13 of the legal rules. Yeah, so that's my answer. Okay,
1: alright, so since we are just going to deal with those two, can you explain the procedure for obtaining some judgments under this rule?
0: Okay, yes, I can, of course. So, just to. Just to reiterate, I mentioned two types summary judgments that I will discussing. So now let us begin let us begin with summary judgment on the eleven of the individual rules and order thirteen of the Lagos rules. So the first question to ask is what is the condition what needs to happen before I can request summary judgment in the court? And the principal condition is that the claimant believes that there is no defense to his claim, and that is of course under rule one will of these separate orders. So, a claimant looks at his claim and sees there's nothing this defendant wants to come to the court to say. So, I'm just going to apply for summary judgment. Now, the procedure, uh, of course, uh, entails a number of documents that you have to file before the court as a claimant. And these documents leads uh, an originating so process. Of course, you have to file your originating process. You have to file a statement of claim. You have to file your exhibits, your documents. Then you file an application for summary judgment, and this application will of course be supported by an affidavit stating the grounds for your belief, the belief that the defendant has no claim, of course, and a written brief in support of the application. So these list of documents apply both to the Abuja rules and the Lagos rules. So now we have talked about what is the uh, principal condition. We have discussed that what are the documents uh, that you should file. We have discussed that. So, I suppose the next question then will be uh, what after the def- After filed this left document? Left. Uh-huh. So, of course, the ball then goes to the court of the defendant. So, it's now for the defendant to act. Of course, you would have served the processes, uh, uh, you would have filed them at the court, and then you would have served them on the defendant. Yeah? So, then the defendant has a decision to make Do- does he want to defend or does he not want to defend? And rule four of the separate orders. Um, uh, applies here. So the defendant intends to defend. In Abuja, he will file his own processes within 21 days. Uh, but in Lagos, uh, he will file his processes within two days. Yes. So, you know, uh, what happens uh, over and over again is that Lagos will always have more time. So I suppose, I don't know, maybe if you are stuck in traffic, you have processes to file. You to at least consider you and give them. I'll give you some extra time, so time to get to court. Yeah, but um, yes, yeah, without the time frame you to know, defend the claimant's claim. But then the defendant will also file his own documents, mm-hmm. Yeah. And these documents, of course, are the same in both Abuja and Lagos. So you would file a statement of defense, uh, you will file exhibits to be used in your defense, you will file an a counter affidavit, and it's mm-hmm. written with a reply to the application for some rejudgment. judgment. So, you know, the claimant would have filed an application. Supported by an affidavit and a written address, of course, then you will find your own written brief in response to this application for summary judgment. Now, when this happens, I suppose we have spoken about what what the claimant does, uh, what the defendant does. The next question then is, what will the court do? Right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. So the court has a discretion at that point whether or not to award summary judgment or not, to so where it appears to the court that the defendant has a good defence. He may be granted leave to defend. So the, the criterion is when it appears to the court that the defendant has a good defence, and of course, um, you may, they may there may be a number of issues uh, that you are trying to defend. As the claimant brought up. So if you
1: have a good defence
0: to a particular issue, and you don't have a good defence to another issue, the court will grant some new judgment for that issue where you do not have a good defence, and let you defend the issue. Where well, you have a good defense, so of course it's separated. the courts can distinguish. distinguish yeah, and then the important question then becomes uh, what is the meaning what does good so, uh, yeah, and, and of course, yes, there has been a number of uh case authorities, a uh, number of uh of course decisions by the courts, and so on and so forth. but a good defense largely depends on the circumstances of the case, so the court uh has that discussion to. Uh, subjectively subjectively pardon me uh, consider every case but uh it's there's a, there's a consensus uh, that the good defense should not be should not be sham it should not be frivolous it should not be worthless um uh, of course it should not be one that guarantees that the defendant mm-hmm. will win uh, you no know, it doesn't have to be that strong but in a case like in a case like, uh, in a case like bank against uh, corporate the court held that uh, at that stage defendant is required to show prima facie uh, defense that will show triable issues so issues that can be reasonably tried uh, by the court so i suppose uh, i still have your attention still uh, you have your attention yes. wants- okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. because because uh, some judge but there's uh, sometimes you can be little a lot depends on what you say themselves. So now we have. Well, we're making progress. We're making progress. We have talked about what uh, a good defence is about, and uh, I just wanted to mention quickly also that it could happen that there are several defendants. It could happen that there are more than one defendant. Yeah. And one of the defendants may have a good claim. They have a good defence, and the others may not have a good defence. So again, the court has that discretion to to grant to grant some judgment. Against the defendant that does not have a good defence, and it will let the defendant that has a good defence go on to defend the action. So, of course, it is it is some judgments here. It is both separable as regards issues and as regards defendants. So, some other miscellaneous uh, issues can now come up. For instance, what happens when the defendant does not show up in court? They consider these documents to see if he has a good defence. The court will also court also has a discretion to grant uh, the, the parties the liberty to advance oral arguments in respect of their briefs. So, even though it's a uh, uh, summary judgment, uh, the court has a discretion to say, okay, I'm looking at your briefs and I think that there's a lot more that you can uh, adduce orally. And the court can grant discretion uh, for the parties to do this. And of course, defendants can also apply for an extension of time. So, if you're out of time, if you intend to defend but you're out of time, uh, you can apply it to the court in an affidavit. I'm talking about, sorry, pardon me, please. I'm talking about a motion on notice supported uh, by an affidavit requesting extension of time. And the court will grant you that extension. And then finally, as you this type sorry, of uh sorry, sorry. judgment. Is that
1: who's doing that? That's mm-hmm. the doing that, right? Like the motion on notice. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes, that's yes. Okay. So if defendant if defendant intends to defend but he has run out of time, he can apply to the court for motion on notice and support when a feed it and request, you know, for extension of time. And the court will grant him this okay. extension okay.
1: Is it after the fourteen days gap or the twenty one days gap, filing for motion on in it, extension of time.
0: Yes, yes. So like you know I said earlier that Abuja uh, you have twenty-one days to defend and in Lagos you have forty-two days. So if this time expires, you understand, and you still want to defend, you can apply to the court to so for, for, for extension of time. Um, and you know, on the on, yes, yes. Yeah. So the final point on uh or on on this type of summary judgment is what is the effect of the judgment. So if the court grants a summary judgment, is it the same? Uh, is it sub- is it substandard? Is it a subject to conditional? So, the court when the court grants the summary judgment, it is final on its merit, on the merit of the matter. Then that judgment can only be set aside on appeal. However, this judgment can be set aside by the same court in some specific exceptional circumstances. And order twenty two of order twenty two rule twelve of the legal provide specifically that uh, the judgment some judgment can be set aside upon application to the judge on grounds of fraud on grounds of non-service at this non-service of the of your of processes and uh, on grounds of lack of jurisdiction and on such other terms as the court may be fit so like I said it is a final judgment of the merits the valid judgments can will be set aside but it's also subject to these conditions. So that applies quickly to, uh, to summary judgment under Order 11 of the Abuja rules and Order 13 of the Lagos rules. So I don't know if I should continue to the uh, undefended list. We can
1: you hear me? Yes, you should. You should continue. Okay. Okay,
0: very well then. So the second arm, of course, is uh, summary judgment under the undefended list. And like I said, uh, it's exclusive. To Abuja, to ABJ, the Federal Capital Territory. So let's start all over again, shall we? What are the conditions? What are the conditions for this undefended list? First, the claimant must believe that the defendant has no defense to his claim. Once again, it has no defense to his claim. But there's an extra condition that the claimant is claiming for recovery of debt on liquidated money demand. So recovery of debt on liquidated money demand. Recovery of debt is no brainer, yeah. But what's important now is what is a liquidated money demand, and liquidated money, money demand is a demand for money that is calculable, money, some of money that can be calculated, it can be easily calculated, that can be ascertained. So uh, some of money that the courts can sit and think, okay, let's add this to this, and okay, let's add this to this, over this period of time, this will take It is in contradistinction to other sums of money that cannot be easily. For instance, you say uh, the person caused damage to your reputation. Now, if you request money for that, it is not liquidated because you cannot easily calculate uh, uh, damage to your reputation. The claimant, of course, will apply to the court. The claimant would uh, file his bit of summons, and of course, it's for a claim to recover a debt or a liquidated money demand. He will support his affidavit stating the grounds on which the claim is based. And of course, also stating his belief that there is no defense to this claim. Then, what the the judge will do is that it will enter the suit in a list called the undefended list. So, that is the distinction. So, you come before the court and you want want to summary judgment Uh, for recovery of debt or for liquidated money demand. You have your affidavits. You tell the court that this is why I believe that there is no defense to this claim. The judge will then enter your suit in an undefended list. So let's, once again, Clement has done what he's supposed to do. What then happens to be the defendant? Yeah. So the defendant will then decide if he wants to defend or if he does not want to defend. But where he intends to defend, there has to be a notice of intention to defend. So, um, where he served, of course, uh, the Clement would have served this suits at court and. Um, uh, he would have sought the defendant also. And where he intends to defend, before five days to the day fixed for hearing, he will find a notice in writing that he intends to defend the suit. This is defendant now, uh, together with an affidavit disclosing a defense. Now, when he does this, the court will then decide whether he can, whether, uh, he can defend the suit or whether he should not defend the suit. But if the court decides uh, that he should defend the suit, if the court decides to give you leave to defend the suit, the suit will then be removed from the undefended list and placed under another list called the ordinary course list. yeah, so this is the technicality of it uh-huh. so the court will remove his uh matter from the undefended list to a list called the ordinary course list yeah so um then of course uh, the order is of courts may require that he gives oral that a party that oral evidence instead of just documents um uh, and a number of other things but of course it's also important to ultimately consider what is the effect of this judgment. Uh once uh, a uh, judgment given by a court under the unprevented list can only be set aside on appeal. So it's also final it's conclusive and you can only be set aside on appeal so it's a very valid judgment so i suppose uh, that is the end of on uh, of uh, some, oh. judgment. So I've some judgment so i have discussed some judgments on the 11 of Abuja under 13 of Lagos and i've also dis- uh, discussed summary judgments on the, the undefended list
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, a very important question, I think. Very important. Um, I think there is something called a default judgment. So, how is a default judgment different from a summary judgment?
0: Okay. Thank you very much for the question. So, um, a summary judgment is provoked by the claimant. And uh, basically, he believes that the defendant has no good defense. To his claim. And even after the defendant files a notice of intention to defend, and even files a defense, the court will still consider does the defendant truly have a good defense. If there's not a good defense, the court will give summary judgment. But default judgment is given when there is a default of appearance or a default of defense. That is, the defendant fails to file his appearance or he fails. A defense. So that is the major distinction. So there are two types of default judgments. There is default of appearance, is under order 10 other sorry, order 10 of the abuja rules and order 12 of the Lagos rules. And there is also default of defense. That is under order 21 of the Abuja rules and order 22 of the Lagos rules. Default of appearance and default of defense. So default of appearance is when the defendant is not or fails to file a memorandum of appearance within the time frame described. So the claimant has served the defendant and originating process, blah blah blah. The claimant the defendant is supposed uh, to file a defense. Sorry, to file, first of all, to file a a memorandum of appearance that okay, I'm appearing in this action, yeah, but then he fails to within the time that is provided. So, what the claimant will then do is okay, time has expired, the defendant did not file a memorandum of appearance. The, the claimant will then file an application by way of motion on notice for judgment in default of appearance. It's called a judgment in default of appearance. That, that, that is the first. Kind of default pardon me. but of course the number of provisions by rules uh, if you look at if you look closely at all 10 of the Abuja rules or the 12 of the legal rules, look at specifically rules uh, 1 to 11, 12, 13, there are a number of uh, conditions, a number of specific matters that this default judgment that this judgment default of appearance applies to so it don't apply to all matters. They yeah, only apply specific matters provided under uh, the rules. For example, judgment for cost upon payments, messy profits, recovery of land, potential of goods, damages, and limited demand, a number of other things. And of course, it's, 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 it's again separable. So, if you, if, you, if you use an action in several defendants, and one of them appears, another one does not appear, you can get the four judgment for so the one that does not appear, but the one that appears, you just proceed to hear the matter. And then of course for actions that are not provided for uh, under the rules, of course, default judgment uh, does not apply to them and okay. then so what applies is normal court procedure. So the specific matters that like judgment in default of appear. So they're not allowed to do something Yeah. Well well what the we rules provide specifically, uh, rule twelve that is under uh, order ten of uh, the rules, I believe, provides uh, that in, in, in claims that are not specifically provided for under the order, where the party served in the originating process does not appear within the time prescribed, the claimant may proceed as if appearance has been entered. So the distinction is just that for, for, for matters where, where the default judgment is operable or is operative,, you don't enter the default judgment. but for matters where it is not operative, you so continue the action. Or you continue the action as if the defendant has entered appearance. So of course, yeah, so of course, later on there'll still be a consequence. Because I mean, if you don't enter appearance, because you still end up giving judgment, it's still likely to give judgment against the defendant eventually. Yeah. yeah. But at that point, you continue the matter as if the defendant has actually entered the defense. Meanwhile, if the if a default judgment is operated at that point the matter is just supposed to end. You just enter default judgment and you proceed. Yeah. So I just got it one now. now. That is judgment in default of appearance. And I said there is another type. That is judgment in default of defense. Yeah. So this one, here, This one, here, the defendant has entered the memorandum of appearance. has appeared back on he wants to defend uh, the action. Or at least he shows an intention that okay, I'm appearing before the court who presents her. But then what happens after is that he doesn't actually enter her in defense. He does not enter Defense so the claimants can still uh, uh, get the full judgment, and most of the rules are applied to the first one apply to this one, too, the specific actions uh, that it applies to, and it's also separable. But it's separable in two So, if you, you sue against several defendants, one of them enters a the defense, the other one does not enter a defense, you get judgment against the one that doesn't enter a defense, and then matter will continue with the one that, that uh, entered the, that, that, uh, enter the defense, yeah. And then, but then, it also applies to issues. So, if the defendant, uh if so there's just one defendant, but there are many issues, and def- that one defendant entered a defense, yeah, for issue A, but so there was no answer for issue B, you can apply, as claimant, you can apply for default judgment as as, as regards issue B, but the defendant did not enter a defense for. Yeah, so the number of rules apply uh, here and I just want to give this assignment to anyone listening to me now just go through uh, the rules go through order 10 of the Abuja rules go through order 12 of the Lagos rules read uh, through it's very uh, simple to understand just uh, provide the conditions that apply to this default judgment yes but in conclusion um, as regards uh, default judgments the defendant can also apply for an extension, an extension of time, and uh, default judgment is also valid, so it is conclusive, but it, it can also be set aside uh, by the court. You can, can, can set aside on appeal, of course, and it can be set aside by the same court uh, subject to certain conditions. And of course, default judgment, like I already said, it does not apply to all kinds of claims, and specifically, default judgment does not apply to actions that are declaratory action. So, a declaratory action. Uh, is one where okay, the claimant uh, comes before the court, and the court, and the claimant, sorry, pardon me, the claimant wants the court to declare that so 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 is so 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 uh, an action requesting the court to declare that this party is so 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 and this party is so so so. Default judgments cannot apply there. Oh. Yeah. And what else is important? And where there is an application for default judgments by a claimant and another to regularize the action by the defendant. Yeah, so, say simultaneously or at the same time, uh claimant comes, uh, court, I want you to enter the full judgment, and at the same time, uh, the defendant comes with, I want an extension of time, or I want uh, some uh, opportunity or some convenience to be granted uh, by the court. What the rule is, is that the court will grant the request of the defendant above the request of the claimant, because there is a rule under the uh, Lucas Classicus of NALSA against Team associate sorry, pardon me, NALSA and Team Associates Limited against Nnpc. And there was another one requesting uh, the court to give life to particular action. Uh, the court will to lean towards the one uh, that will give um, life to the case. So I suppose uh, that is all the distinction uh, in procedure between uh, the default judgments. And some re judgments. That is everything that I can cover right now. Okay. So before
1: we go uh, okay. because there are always ethical issues. What are the ethical issues okay. uh, involved as a lawyer that is preparing for some judgment procedure?
0: Okay, okay. So um I suppose ethical issues is one of like the very recurrent things throughout law school's labor. we learn the topic, there's always ethical issues at the at the, at the bottom. And uh, I just want to advise everyone listening that you don't have to you don't have to stress your brain all the time. You just need to know uh, the rules of the professional conduct, and you and most there are rules that apply to almost every matter, every topic that we go on that we learn. There are rules that apply to everything. So, for instance, uh, these ones are applied to this particular matter, and several this particular and several others. So, of course, there's Rule 14 of the Professional Conduct that provides that a lawyer should be dedicated to a client's matter. So, there is the, the ethical obligation to be dedicated to a client's matter. There is also the ethical under Rule 15 of the rules of Professional Conduct to represent a client within the bounds of law. Then, of course, there is Rule 16 of the RPC. Rules of professional conduct that provides that the lawyer should represent the client competently. And of course, there is Rule 27 of the same rules that provides that the lawyer should avoid sharp practices. So, all of those, you know, ways of ma- uh, 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 practicing law, you should avoid them. There's an ethical obligation to do so. And then, of course, uh, there is the ethical obligation specifically under Rule 20 of the RPC for a lawyer to not depose to an affidavit. So throughout what we discussed today, there was mention of affidavit, affidavit, affidavit. Uh, it's best for the lawyer to not depose to an affidavit. So those are the duties uh, that I can think about right now, but I suppose there's a lot more out there. Okay.
1: Oh. Hey. Well, thank you, David. As always, it's a pleasure listening to you and discussing with you.
0: Yeah, so thank you very much. Once again, I you, It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be talking to you. It's a pleasure to be back, and I'll just say it's a pleasure to be discussing integration To <laughs> even though it's, it's difficult, man, it's hard to keep this interesting, man, because repetitive will be this, will that, <laughs> and I, I just I just hope that everyone who's listening to this pays pay attention. They're paying attention. There is a lot of uncertainty right now as we go out to law school, but regardless, I wish everyone the best of luck. And and I wish all of us uh, safety uh, sanity a little bit So, no, yeah. <laughs>
1: <Lovely. laughs> I'm you know, love and light. Love and light. So, to <laughs> <laughs> so, so our listeners, our choice of topics, as always, are based on what you feel in our feedback So, when you online, you don't hesitate to fill to the form. We would love yeah. to talk about topics you find challenging. Also, if you have questions and suggestions, reach out to us through uh, our social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, and BR. Digital NG.
0: We hope you had a great time today. We wish again and Peace, Peace out.
2: And that's all for today's episode of the Fit and Proper podcast a Digital Production. For more about Digital, you can check out our website at www.digilaw.com.ng Follow us on social media on LinkedIn we are at DGL Africa. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at digilawng NG. The Fit and Proper podcast was hosted by Ubi Keyukemi and David akindolire The scriptwriter is Ubi Ke Ukemi. Production and editing is by Akin Ifani Agumbiade. While voiceover is by Fashioning at DB.